0: Welcome to the Rebuilding Mindsets Podcast, this is Coach Wish and I'm a Certified Master Transformational Coach, Husband, Father, and Entrepreneur, along with my co-host Steve O'Brien, Father, Coach, and Entrepreneur. This podcast is here to inspire you to get out of your way by rebuilding the beliefs you have about yourself, others, and the world around you. Thank you for taking the time to invest in yourself today, enjoy the show. Welcome back to Rebuilding Mindsets. Coach Wish with my co-host, Steve O'Brien. What we want to talk about today, I call Connections 101. Uh, Call it 101 because uh, there's going to be kind of like college. There's going to be multiple levels of this Connections topic that we're going to cover over the next few weeks. So keep coming back for more. But this is 101. This is, to me... You know, I call it one, not not because it's more simple than in the rest of them, but because it's a base, it's, it's foundational. It's a base baseline, as far as I'm concerned, for everything else. And that's self-love. I want to start off with the biggest needle mover for me in my journey. Actually, I looked it up today. I was, I was doing some, some work and I looked it up for me today. It was 27, August of 2017. Then when the switch flipped for me. And one of the things that I found at that time, uh, that helped me to connect better to myself because I have had a long, long history, 40 some odd year history of feeling unloved and not loving myself like I should. And I was turned on and I wish I could remember where, who turned me on to this book because this book has changed my life. It changed, it's changed a bunch of people's lives. I I. Some, some of my clients, depending on um, what my clients are looking to do, I recommend this book as actually re- require this book as, as part of my programs, but it's called Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. The author is Kamal Ravikant, and it's an amazing book. It's very short. Actually, it's funny. I looked it up the other day. When I bought it, it was $5 on Amazon. And it's now going for like 15. It's an amazing author. Actually, he's got another, he's got a follow-up book that's called uh, Live Your Truth. uh, Also amazing. But what the book provided for me was multiple ways to work on my mindset around self-love and had a lot of practical advice on how to improve how you love and respect yourself, which I had, you know, being a man that isn't really something we do. That isn't something we talk about, you know, when we're hanging out with the guys, having beers, golfing, talking fantasy football, whatever, you know, all those things that guys do, men do. Um, I don't like to call it, don't like to call men guys. It's something I'm working on. It uh, devalues our masculinity. But one of the, a a couple of the huge, huge takeaways from the book I don't want to I don't want to give away too many spoilers but one of them is to be able to look yourself in the mirror and repeat I love myself multiple times which is also another you know we we use that that modality as coaches as well it's a great mindset shift uh it's hard as hell to do not going to lie depending on, on where you are with that but it is it's it's very eye opening it's very transformative and the second uh, major tip that I got out of the book was was just using the mantra uh, that I love myself throughout the day. And at the time, I was feeling very low. I was uh, struggling with uh, some relationship issues. I was struggling with recovering from a divorce. I was struggling with uh, re- reconnecting with my kids uh, after the divorce and being able to use that mantra and being able to tell myself that every, every day, every hour, if I needed to, uh, really made a major, major impact on my recovery from all those things. So um, I can't, Steve, I can't remember if I, I know we've talked about this book before. I don't know if you ever, did you ever get it? Did you ever read it?
1: Yeah, I've never actually read the book myself. Um, while you were talking about it, I did take notes and write down the author's name. Um, I will look to purchase it in the very near future, um, just because I <laughs> I have a long list of books that I'm trying to get through right now. So I'm just gonna I'll add that in or sprinkle that in. But real quick, yeah the the foundation for connection. And that's, you know, connection 101. So connection also implies um, other people, right? So connections 101, the baseline, the foundation is self. You can't connect to anybody or anything else around you until you figure out what self-love is for you and how to truly look yourself in the mirror and say, I love you, Absolutely. or look yourself in the mirror, and be like, you know what, I love who I am, I'm proud of who I am, and I'm glad that I'm here, um, because for me, while I know you were, you were um, just kind of sharing how this book changed the way you looked at, looked at yourself, or looked at self-love, um, if I'm being perfectly candid, it took me several years to sort of like figure out what self-love is and, you know, did I truly love myself? It took me, uh, just time changing beliefs, like really almost believing that I could love myself. Right. Because I spent many years like you did not in self-love, not really just, and it's funny because the opposite side of, of love in this sort of, um, You know, in this context, is if you're not loving yourself, you're really kind of hating yourself. Mm -hmm. You you know what I mean? Because you're like the the constant negative negative talk or the constant negativity towards yourself is like it's it's detrimental. Um, And and the problem is we don't we don't often know what exactly we we are doing to ourselves in those conversations or in those moments when we do look in the mirror. Yeah. Um, you know, so I'm I'm looking forward to actually diving into this.
0: Yeah, it's a and it's a it's a great short book, it's a quick read, and it's hugely impactful. I actually at one point I bought multiple copies. And I think I've given them all I think I gave all my copies away. I could I tried to find one today and I couldn't find it. So I think I gave my last copy away to somebody. And why the next thing I want to talk about is why it's important. And and you touched on it, Stephen, I want to just reiterate it. There's a there's a paradigm that we use in coaching that we can only love others as much as we love ourselves. And it's totally true until I was able to completely love myself. It's, it's, it's definitely the reason my first marriage didn't work out um, because I didn't love myself. And therefore, even though it was, it was easy to love the kids because they were, you know, part of my DNA, but it wasn't, it, it it didn't come into play with being able to love her. Like I should have, or could have. So I, th- it's probably, and that's probably a problem for a lot of couples, a lot of, a lot of men, a lot of women too. Um, you know, this the same philosophy goes for women too, that they can only love their husbands as much as they love themselves. And if they're constantly beating themselves up, putting themselves down, you know, that, that detracts from how much they can put towards their, their husbands as well. So um, yeah, well,
1: it it detracts it detracts mood. It puts it puts when you're looking in the mirror, brushing your teeth or combing your hair. Or what, you know, whatever it is you're doing, um, as you get ready for the day or get ready for bed. Um, and if you have negative self talk and you don't have that self love, it absolutely blends right into your relationships with your marriage.
0: Yeah. And that could be because that love, that love is the foundation to everything, to confidence, to connection, to success. And no matter how we've been treated in our lives or what we've experienced, we are important and we have purpose and we deserve to feel confident. We deserve to you know, know that we have done the best we can with, with the tools that we have. And that we're, we're the best we can be. Uh, we obviously want to get better. We strive to get better, but we are amazing as we are. And therefore we should love ourselves. Um, it's actually one of the, one of the key commandments, you know, love, love thy neighbor. Like you love thyself. So it yeah. tells you, you're supposed to love thyself because if you can't love thyself, then you can't love thy neighbor.
1: Well, one of the the first things that comes to mind is for me is you can't pour from an empty cup.
0: Yeah. Easy, really easy way to boil it down is you, you know, if you can't love yourself, you can't love others because your cup is empty.
1: Yeah. And so self-love, self-care fills that cup up so you can pour your cup out and fill others.
0: Yeah. Perfect segue to how we want to practice self-care, self-love so there are seven there's seven different ways, but I'm only gonna go go through a few of them that are really the as far as I'm concerned they're the heavy hitters first and foremost i've, I've mentioned it a couple of times in in vague terms, but spiritually practicing self love uh connecting with something greater, higher power the universe god Buddha you know which whoever you whoever you're in tune to to worship getting to church spending time with with the with the Bible, with the Quran with you know whatever again whatever religion that you're in tune with, being able to connect in that way is huge. Uh, you know there's there's also meditation, there's yoga, things like that where you you can really build your spiritual self and th- those those have been huge needle movers for me uh, over the last year or two between meditation and, and, and getting closer to to God as a Christian. So, Mm uh, the second is emotional self-love or self-care. Um, again, meditation falls into this, uh, things like affirmations fall into this, uh, like Steve mentioned, not talking, not talking harshly about yourself.
1: Affirmations are huge.
0: Yeah. Being just positive, positive thoughts, uh, So many, so many people I talk to are are down on them, you know, beat themselves up. I'm so stupid or I'm dumb or I just can't figure this out. Every time we tell ourselves something like that, whether, whether we mean it or not, whether we're kidding, a lot of people, you know, call them out, oh, I'm just kidding. You know what? You're not, you're beating yourself up for no reason. You're, you're belittling yourself so you can feel better. But over time, repetitive nature of that, of those, those derogatory comments you make to yourself are heard all in your subconscious. And you just, you know, you will continue to feel worse and worse and worse until you realize, wow, I, I'm depressed, or I feel like crap, I can't shake this out but it's because you keep filling your mind with all these negative negative thoughts. So finding mm-hmm. ways to emotionally love yourself, whether again it's affirmations are, are a great tool, even just even just being positive, you know, uh, stopping yourself from making positive. You know, if you go to I've I've caught myself if I forget something like in the in the in a car when I come in from from the car and I leave the car in the garage and I come into the house and I forget, Oh, I left something. God, you know, I say, Oh, you're so stupid. You left that in the car, you know, catching yourself stopping and reframing that thought. Ah, I'm not stupid. Just a mistake. I learned, Mm -hmm. you know, go out and get it, be done. Don't beat yourself up over it. Uh, The third way to practice self-love is physical. Uh, This one also another one of my, my favorites is movement. Getting up and moving, exercising, going to going to the gym, going for a run, dance, Zumba, whatever whatever your preferred way of movement is, is probably the one of the most effective ways of self love uh, because you get that energy out. Uh, I experienced this today. Actually, I was I was just, I just finished a phone call, and I was totally wound up, and I. Could barely I could barely think straight. I was, I had a million things going through my mind, and I went to the I was planning to go to the gym anyway. I went to the gym, and I forgot all about it. I got a good sweat on. I you know lifted some heavy weights, felt a lot better, and now I feel fine again. So, it's a it's a great way to to practice self care. Uh, Another another one in the physical realm is massage. Uh, Something I have done pretty regularly over the last couple years. I've fallen away from it a little bit here. Uh, I know if my massage therapist listens to this podcast, at some point she's going to say, "Yeah, you better get back in here." Um, <laughs> hopefully, she does. But you know, that's something I definitely love to do and to spend spend that time and a few bucks. Uh, obviously, it's not cheap, but to spend that time and, and resources on myself. Uh, the next is mental mental self care uh, that can fall into things like hobbies. You know you know maybe woodworking or crocheting or you know whatever uh, you know for women whatever
1: uh well ho- hobbies can also cons- can combine physical so like hobbies could be playing softball playing volleyball yeah. you're in a bowling league you're in you right. know something that takes you out of your daily environment and allows you to do something that fills your cup up or like a golf league or, you know, something like that, you know, like let's just say you have a golf league on Tuesday nights. Well, guess what? You, you know, Tuesday, Tuesday morning comes, you know, you're, you're excited for the day because you know, at the end of the day, Hey, I've got, I've got my golf league. I'm going to hang out with the buddies. We go and have a couple beers, whatever it might be. And so like that hobby one, it's physical activity. You're getting out, you're walking, you're swinging a club, etc. But also it, it gives you that fulfillment of connecting with others. It, you know, it, yeah, just it helps kind of clean out the mental sort of mumbo jumbo that you got going on, you know, on a daily basis. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. A couple, of the, a couple of the other ones there are uh, examples of our reading. Uh I, I do a lot of reading, well, audiobook reading, <laughs> listening, audiobooks. Some people like the physical hard books. I like the audiobooks now. I've gotten used to it. Um, so that's great mental self-care. And write actually another one I've gotten into lately is writing, uh, whether it's blogging or journal, you know, journaling. Uh just it's a great way to to get your thoughts on paper and be creative and just kind of untap the you know the inner parts of your mind so those are several ways uh again my top ones the ones i use on a on a daily basis are meditation i do it every day have for almost two years now i've skipped i've missed very i don't say skipped i don't i don't skip them on my purpose i've missed accidentally a couple of days over the last couple of years and gratefulness journaling is another one got a got mm. a couple year streak going with that too it's been it's a another thing that's been life-changing is just writing down things that I'm grateful for every day, whether it, you know, even some days where I you know, just put the roof over my head is what I'm grateful for. Just, just doing, just doing that kind of breeds that positive mental attitude where you it's, it actually gets hard to think of negative things when you, when you practice that positivity every single day, it becomes so repetitive. It's hard Mm -hmm. to, hard to think of things to be negative about. Last one real quick is exercise is my, like I said, like I said earlier, it made me feel better today and it makes me feel better every time I do it.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, exercise is exercise and journaling, I would say are the two most undervalued, you know, we look at exercise, we all know the benefits of exercise. We all know it helps us maintain a healthy lifestyle. Um, you know, but I think there's a disconnect um, but you know, between knowing how beneficial exercise is and really knowing how beneficial mm-hmm. exercise is, you know, because it's not just, oh, okay, I'm gonna go lift weights, I'm gonna have bigger muscles. Like, no, exercise helps you remove the emotional kind of garbage from your thoughts, or it helps you, it just helps you transition or transcend a lot of things in a positive direction. the other, I think, is uh, journaling. Um, It's something that I've dearly missed in the last probably six months where that uh, habit of mine fell off the bandwagon. Um, But it's something I'm getting back into right now. And the really undervalued part of journaling is I just call it a brain dump. Um, Like, so that's what my journaling has consisted of lately is just dump the information out of your head no matter what it is it could be work related it could be home related it could be relationship related it could be whatever whatever is whatever are the thoughts going around in your mind good bad or indifferent write them down like just write them down write them out so you can then go backwards and you can read it and be like you know what Yep. I was pissed off at uh, my kids because they broke, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter what it is. And then you can look at it and be like, "Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, I was pretty mad at the kids. Maybe I shouldn't have, you know, it just allows you to be reflective mm-hmm. and like go back and maybe do something slightly different.
0: Yeah. So another one of the biggest needle, needle movers in my life uh, after, after reading that book and, and doing some, some weight loss work that I needed to do, uh, was hiring a coach, uh, was totally burnt out in my career. I was stuck, felt, or felt stuck anyway. in in that career and in my, in my, uh, my life, I was battling depression and it just, the world, the world was getting heavier and heavier. And I came across an ad for men's coaching And in reading it, it checked all the boxes for me, helped me help me find a greater purpose, which I had been seeking for forever, helped me establish personal goals, um, find my values, and most of all, it provided accountability to help keep me on track, and, and then develop a personal habit of integrity, which has been major. So Highly rec- highly recommend that as well as a modality. Um, it is not easy. It's very challenging. It's very intimidating, but it pays dividends. It is. It's completely changed um, everything about how I do. It changes everything about everything I do. Really. So, how did how did you have your first experience with coaching, Steve?
1: It was a powerful experience um, for me, because it showed me, like, I learned a path to connecting with myself, Um, and I guess the easiest way to explain that is, one, the accountability piece, because um, (laughs) I've learned that just, whenever it comes to dealing with something with yourself, you know, holding yourself accountable, or being held accountable to the things that are really difficult. Um, it's challenging. And so like having a coach is that accountability was that accountability piece for me to keep moving forward. Um, we talk about all the time, you know, take that one one percent, uh, step forward, you know, um, every single day. And so accountability was, was that for me, Um, And then once I knew or once I felt like, okay, here's how I'd be be accountable, it allowed me to sort of recalibrate my personal integrity. Um, You know, who do I want to be? What do I want to do? You know, what kind of man do I want to become? What kind of father do I want to be? What kind of husband do I want to be? You know, it allowed me to start figuring out what was important in my life so I could connect to that. I could so I could connect to that version of myself um yeah so that was like coaching it really just opened my eyes to what was possible for myself and it give it gave me um hope and comfort or comfort in in hope that i can have a better life or i can do things differently i can make changes
0: yeah yeah it's it's a it's an amazing experience i i i wish everybody could try it at least once to to feel what it's like. Um, there are also good and bad coaches out there, so it you know if you have experienced it, maybe you haven't experienced it with the right with the right person. So yeah. that's that's also something to consider. Uh, because I do you know, personally, my personal experience is it was amazing and transformative. I've been coached on and off for the last four years, and I've I've worked with multiple different coaches. And each one of them has been amazing in their own way, but I've also heard along the way that people have engaged with coaches that aren't, aren't wonderful. So just, to, again, it's like, it's like finding a, a, a therapist or a doctor. You just got to try and keep trying them out until, until you find the right one.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny because I, I truly believe every person needs a coach and, or a therapist, Depending on your background and what's going on in your life, therapists might be more prevalent at that time or at the, in that season of your life than a coach. But generally speaking, every, every person must have a coach in their corner. Um, and so what's beautiful about my relationship with you, our friendship, our brotherhood is, yes, we're both coaches. But what's really just, I think special about that is our communication is only ever how can we do better? How can we help each other? How can we benefit from our relationship? Um, and so like the value, you can't quantify it. Like, you know, just just somebody, like a coach is just somebody that is there for you. In in ways that other people might not be, you know, if you have a challenging, challenging uh, season of life ahead of you, um, sometimes you need a third party perspective that's unbiased, that genuinely cares about your well being, that can help you navigate the difficult terrain in your life that you that needs to be navigated, Um, and I think that's that's the very sort of core action if you will to self love is um live in your truth like you have to be able to look yourself in the mirror and face those demons or whatever whatever you have going on that sort of bogs you down right like you have to be able to face that um to figure out what self love is for you or how how to make that connection yeah definitely
0: all right so uh, let's start wrapping up this episode here but I uh, want to give out says I don't think we've done this before but I wanted to incorporate it this week so some action steps for our listeners to to you know so they have something valuable to take away from from this podcast so first action step check out that book uh, love your again it's called love yourself' uh, the subtitle is like your life depends on it the author is Kamal Ravikant amazing book like I said its 15 bucks on amazon uh, you may be able to find it cheaper somewhere now too but uh, I, this is where I looked for it um action step number two would be to the li- to go back to the list that we identified of the different ways of uh, imp- improving your self-care or implementing your self-care uh, find one new way this week to implement your you know implement a new way of self-care maybe you Maybe you already get massages, but you know you want to start reading or you want to start journaling. You know something that's on your heart, something that you wanted to do for a long time. Stop getting in your own way and just just get after it, get to it, and don't stop. You know it's like when they when they talk about smoking, quitting smoking. Don't quit quitting. Don't quit trying to make yourself better through something that you think that you want to do. I've talked to, I've taught, oh, if I had a nickel for every time I talked to somebody, I want to learn how to meditate. I want to do, I want to meditate more. And you, you know, I give them some pointers and some tips. And then six months later, I talk to him again. Yeah, I still, I haven't caught on to that meditating thing. So just get your arms around it and do it. And then the last, uh the last action step with today would be to consider what coaching could do for you in your life. Uh Again, I never even knew what coaching was until I, this ad popped up for me on a, on a social media site, and it was, it was nothing short of amazing, transformative. Um, as Rebuilding Mindsets, we provide support in those areas for our clients uh, by providing open, honest feedback, showing the bigger picture around challenges they have, providing a safety net for any mistakes, an outlet to talk about challenges we sometimes can't share with anyone else, uh, helping relationships, provide accountability, and most of all, to provide that safe place for you to be you. So if you would like to schedule a one-on-one consultation, uh, go to rebuildingmindsets.com, click on the book online link at the top of the page, and then the schedule consultation button. You know, it'll pop up the calendar and schedule a, schedule a one-on-one session. Those are generally about an hour, and I guarantee you'll receive at least one way to help you rebuild your mindset. Uh, that's all for this episode. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Rebuilding Mindsets podcast. Many people misunderstand what coaching is. A well-trained transformational coach is not going to tell you how to live your life. They're going to help you find what's best for you. They will help you find your own answers and direct your path to being in alignment with your core values and desires. Please visit our website at rebuildingmindsets.com to apply for one-on-one coaching with Coach Wish. That's all for today's episode. Be sure to join us again next week.